1: everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Tuesday. It's May 25th. It's 2021. We have 13 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. And luckily, we got some meat on the bone. What's happening, Will? Chief Justice 06, how's it going? It's going well. Uh, glad to be on. NBA seems to
2: have come to a close, at least in terms of Podcasting, and so now I can fully indulge into uh the delicacy of MLB, the MLB variety. Pretty exciting stuff. Definitely glad to be on, man. 13 gamers, so I'm sure we have a lot to talk about.
1: We're gonna jump right in. Before we do, if you guys haven't, make sure you head on over to superdraft.com. Awesome sponsors of podcast. Love what they're doing over there on Super Draft. It's so different. You're not worried about salary cap. Maybe you're struggling, maybe you're not you know, getting some good ROI on other sites, make sure you head on over to Superdraft, check them out, use promo code grinders, get your $50 instant deposit alongside the 50% deposit match bonus up to 500 bucks. I mean, if you deposit 500 bucks, you're getting like $300 of free money. Play through it, take the free money, learn the site and um, crush it over there like they are crushing it. So like I said, love what they're doing over there on Superdraft. Make sure you guys check them out. Again, we got um, a lot of games to get through today, so we're jumping right in. We got Cincinnati going up against Washington in Washington. Tyler Molly against Max Scherzer. This game's currently sitting at a seven and a half total. Washington's a one sixty-two favorite. Um, any interest here in Tyler Molly?
2: Man, I uh, I feel like I should have interest just because for most of the season. He's been fairly good. Now, look, he did get touched up against San Francisco in, in one of these early slates. And so I know we're probably ready to hop off the train. At, at 8,800, I don't hate it. Uh, but I think on this slate, I don't feel like he's someone I have to play. I've got a couple other guys uh, in that range that I feel a little bit better about. So I think it's going to be a pass. But it's, he's not the worst play in the world. Like, if he ended up as, like, a last guy in – I wouldn't hate you for it. Now, me personally, I hate to bring it up because we haven't gotten there. Clearly, I'd probably just rather play Giolito. But like I said, I don't think he's the worst play, but probably not going to end up in my pool.
1: I mean, my problem with playing him is you got Burns, you got Giolito, um, right. Seville against Detroit. There's another one, too. Um, Barrios against Baltimore. Like and- Corbin I mean- Burns isn't
2: going to be bad against San Diego. Like, he's not.
1: I know. I just, I just look at this and I'm like, I mean, I just can't. I, I would oh, play Flaherty.
2: Yes, you already said Burns. I meant Flaherty. My bad. Sorry. Yeah,
1: I would just. I mean, even like Gaussman at 7,200. I just think that I'm just. I don't think Tyler Molly's a bad play. I won't stack against him in this spot. I'm not ending up on him. Um, Max Scherzer 10-7. I mean, it's the battle of the two aces, right? It's Degrom or Scherzer. Degrom's coming off the IL. He was hitting 102 in his rehab start. I'm not worried about DeGrom at all. Um, what are your thoughts here when it comes to Scherzer?
2: I mean, I think Scherzer's going to be fine. Uh, I, I think it's like you said, it's battle of the aces. And then for whatever reason, Steven, whenever we end up on the pod, it's like, can we get both of these aces in there? And, you know, maybe we end up on a cheap team that's kind of facing a not-so-good pitcher, and we can I don't think we have to do that on this slate. I think there's enough value in the mid-range. If if I had to go between these two, I'd absolutely go with DeGrom on this. But, I mean, I wouldn't hate, it, hate you if you took the $1,100 discount and went with Scherzer, um, you know, and we'll get to DeGrom later. But clearly in his rehab start, he was fine, like you said, hitting 102. I mean, I think – didn't he strike out like 25 guys in three innings? I mean, it was something insane. So I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not worried either, but uh, I do think I'd go to ground over Scherzer here.
1: I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. I think Scherzer, I think like you're playing both of them, not together. Uh, like, okay, you, you there. there's roads to like playing neither one of them today too, because we do have so many strong like mid-tier um, pitchers as well. So I think Scherzer is definitely in play. I don't like Cincinnati in this spot. Is there anybody on the Cincinnati side that you don't mind taking against Scherzer? Nope, just not doing it. I mean, Cincinnati's been awesome this season, and they've been a great fantasy team. It's just they're not getting discounted for facing Scherzer. If they were cheap, sure. Maybe Tyler went at 4,100. Um, and on the Washington side, like Tyler Molly is definitely worse against lefties. So if you want to go like Soto or Schwarber, um, if Josh Bell cracks the lineup, I don't mind making like a, maybe a secondary stack, but again, not the best hitting ballpark, not the best hitting weather on the slate. And I mean, decent pitching in this game. Yeah. Moving on, we got Toronto at New York, Kluber and Steven Matz facing off in this game. This game's currently sitting at a nine total, and the Yankees are a 160 favorite. Let's start here with Steven Matz. I mean, it's a it's a lefty going up against the Yankees. Um, what are your thoughts when it comes to Steven Matz?
2: I mean, overall on the season so far, I feel like Steven Matz has been okay, right? Like, I mean, if you look at these numbers, and I am trying to uh, – I think he's just been okay. But I don't – For the price, at 6,800, I don't hate it, right? The the Yankees haven't been a team that I've been completely afraid of this season. Um, Who did I play against them the other day? I can't remember exactly I think they're facing the White Sox. But at at any rate, I think it's just okay. At 6,800, I'm willing to roll the dice if I need the savings. Um, And that's just kind of how I feel about it. Like we've got – like you talked about – Galsman down here at 7,200, which clearly is going to be a better play than Matt's. But, like, if you're maxed out, you got 6,800 left. Like, maybe I get there. I mean, maybe I even take a stab on Andrew Haney. It's just... I think Matt's is appropriately priced. I think that's where I am with Matt's at 6,800, and I just... He's just a last piece in.
1: My problem with, like, Matt's here is just the other pitchers that are on the slate are better. I mean... They're in better matchups. They're kind of in this price range. They're a little bit more expensive, but like I'm taking like Heaney 10 out of 10 times over Mats today facing Texas. Yeah. And I know like Heaney is like a guy that puts up 30 or minus. Fine. That's fine. Like give well, me that guy.
2: Let, let me, let me, let me say this, Stevie. <laughs> so here's the deal with Mats. Cause I, I did, I meant to talk about the numbers and I was just, so he's got a 3.91 x fit, which isn't terrible. 24% K rate, 7% walk rate. Like, I, and yeah, against lefties, he's fine. He is going to be facing a more right-handed heavy team, which he is giving up a little more hard contact. <sighs> I am going to side with Haney, but like, if you ended up on Max, I wouldn't hate it. It's just he doesn't have as much upside as these other guys. I think that's where I'm where I'm landing. He's not bad. He's just not going to have as much upside. Sorry about that.
1: Oh, you're good. Um. I mean the other side here, Kluber. I mean Kluber is a guy that we talked about a lot last start going up against um, Texas. He was facing a lot of lefties. He's been pretty reverse splits here lately. I mean in this spot, I don't like. I don't think I'm playing Kluber. There's like all of the power in this lineup: Bachet, Vlad, Tjasker, Grichik, Simeon. They're all righties. I mean that's where Kluber has been struggling the last couple of years. Yeah, I'm out.
2: Yep, and, and you're gonna get a big fat no from me as well. Eighty-four hundred, and I mean, on, on our podcast, I guess we can just call it the Pablo Lopez effect. Like, I, there's just so many other guys that play in this range. Kluber's just not gonna be it today on a big 13 game slate.
1: Uh, let's talk bats. I actually kind of like the Blue Jays stack. Yankee Stadium. I mean, the, all this power. Kluber. Coming off of a game where he just pitched insane, like, I actually kind of like the Blue Jays. My problem is the Yankees' bullpen.
2: Yeah, I, I totally get it. I mean, when I'm looking at this team, the only guys that are completely priced up are Vlad and uh, and uh, Bo Bichette. After that, I mean, we've got some very affordable backs here especially if i mean if rowdy Tellez cracks the lineup which i know you know he's a lefty but if he cracks the lineup that gives you one of these bats for 3k definitely think toronto is a sneaky stack here uh, if they get the kluber early
1: um let's talk yankees i mean it's a lefty against the yankees in yankee stadium void dj le judge Ursula, torres sanchez like you can play really any of these guys
2: yeah, and and even their bats are still going to be cheap. You know, you talked about Urshela. Uh, is Andahar going to crack the lineup here at twenty eight hundred? Which I mean, he hasn't been, you know, coming out of the gates blazing, but he's still going to be a cheap bat. Uh, LeMay used 4,800, which isn't you know anything you know to worry about. Luke Voigt four k. Like the the team is affordable enough to get them in. Definitely on board. Um, you know, with the Yankee stack, I don't. I don't think I. I don't feel like I would want to game stack this one, but man, if the weather, I mean, where are we going to be at tomorrow, you think, Steve? Probably in the 80s, I would say. Do you think 80s tomorrow here? I mean, that's going to be good hitting weather in that part.
1: I mean, this game has a nine total for a reason. Yeah. I, I mean, that's how I kind of look at it. So, um, Rockies and Mets, we got Freeland against Jacob DeGrom. This game has a six and a half total. Mets are a 240 favorite. I mean, Freeland's fifty three hundred facing a very banged up Mets team. I mean, you know, we talked about you know on the podcast yesterday about this game just being like super low scoring is my favorite bet. Like bet the under on seven, and then it being a three to two game. And I I totally see this being like a three one two zero three zero type of game. I don't like Freeland. I think you could do worse on this slate. I, I just worry about, like, I mean, he did throw six innings in his last rehab start in AAA. The thing is, like, the Mets lineup is just bad. They're bad. Like, yeah. I mean, no, Gomber I pitched Stevie. great. I mean, we you know, we talked about <laughs> Gomber. We played Gomber. He threw eight innings, eight strikeouts, gave up two home runs, and that was the only thing that, like, he just he threw a great game, and it's just like, I mean – Freeland's 5,300, Will.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. I I think the only way, and and here's what I will say I know he came off, is coming off, you know, an extended, like we talked about, six innings off his rehab. I do think this is a spot where if you got creative, if you want to, um, if you want to maybe play both ace pitchers, you could probably get away with playing the Mets on this slate. I, I definitely think that's in the cards. And, and Steve, it's just a play where you say, okay, maybe, just maybe Kyle Freeland isn't there completely, and he gets shelled his first start out with the Mets. That's the way I would play this game. I think that's how I end up on the Nets. But listen, this is a v- it's very uninspiring. Cameron Mabin, Janeshwe Fargus, Paraza Neto. Dom Smith, James McCann, Lindor, I mean, look, these are some of these guys have been professionals for a while, like VR, McCann, Lindor, uh, you know, Jose Peraza and Cameron Mabin, really. But like I said, just very uninspiring on paper. I, I do think I like a sneaky Mets stack, though, Stevie, just banking on the fact that maybe Freeland comes out out of sync in his first start. That's my reason for playing the Mets. Nothing more than that.
1: I mean, Jacob DeGrom on the other side of this game, he's the best pitcher in baseball. Prove me wrong. Um, you know, no, if, like, if they say he's good to go, hitting 102 in his rehab start, facing one of the worst offenses in baseball, one of the biggest ballpark jumps going from cores to the Mets, like, I mean, DeGrom's the best player on the slate. It's just, can you afford 11.8? I think that's the, or do you even want to pay 11.8? I think that's the biggest question. It's not the talent. It's, it's the price.
2: Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm with you. I love the Grom. Definitely going to be my number one play on the slate. No secrets there.
1: Um, with that said, I have zero interest in the Rockies' bats. You kind of mentioned a Mets stack is sneaky. I don't have any interest in the Mets. Um, talk to me about the Mets' bats.
2: Well, like I said, it's nothing more than a cheap, sneaky play in the event Kyle Freeland is all the way there. Uh, and I t- I'd definitely be looking at VR. Um, you know, obviously, definitely would be looking at Lindor, like those guys. Uh, you know, Jose Peraza, probably maybe Cameron, maybe just getting some cheap exposure. James McCann, he might be a sneaky good catcher today for you, Stevie, at a uh, 3,300. Well, that's what he was yesterday. He
1: was, uh, he was a lefty masher. Told Derek Carter, lefty masher. James McCann batting third, yeah. going yard, baby.
2: Yeah, so 3,400. Um, but that's where I am with the mess. Just the cheap guys, nothing more than that.
1: Moving on, we got Atlanta facing Boston. It's our teams. We got we got a we got a Will versus Stevie matchup. Charlie Morton and Garrett Richards facing off against each other. Um, there is a total, it's nine and a half. It's kind of a pickup game. Atlanta's a slight favorite at minus 112. Um, that's how this game should be. I mean, Charlie Morton is a guy that for years was really, really good. I mean, he's coming off of his best start of the season against the Mets. He's been very hit or miss this season. the stats are just all over the place. Um, I don't have any interest in Charlie Morton. I think there's too many good pitchers on this slate to take a chance against the Red Sox. Do you have any interest here in Morton? No. Yeah, I, I thought we were going to get a no. I, I feel like our offenses are going to score some runs here because Garrett Richards on the other side of this game He's actually been pitching decent, and I'll give him a little credit. He's been pitching decent. It's a right-handed pitcher against the Braves, Will, um, with a ton of pitching on the 13-game slate. I don't think this is a spot that you can um, play Garrett Richards.
2: Yep, he's he's another one that's going to get a no. No Garrett Richards in this spot. The Braves are starting to heat up, in my opinion.
1: I mean, here we go. We got – which which one of our offenses is going to score more runs um, is what it comes down to. Like looking at Atlanta in this game, I mean Freddie Freeman Acuna, they're two of the best plays on the entire slate. Um, you know Acuna, Acuna, fifteen home runs. Will like this guy is just straight mashing the baseball right now. Um, what are your thoughts when it comes to Atlanta?
2: Yeah, man, I, I love the Braves. You, you know, I'm going to like Acuna. The thing is, man, you've got to pay up today. There, there aren't many free squares. Contreras is even priced up to 3,900. Freeman's 5,600. Albies is 5K. Austin Riley is 4K. He hit two home runs the other night. Swanson's 4K. Ozuna $4,700. Like you just, you're not really getting the free squares. So you know that's why I think you know there's there may be validity in you know. Guys as cheap as the Mets or spending down at your other pitcher spot, because if you want some of these high powered offenses, that's definitely the way you're going to have to go. If you want to get really creative with your brave stacks uh, and and you may have to just leave Acuna Freeman out and that's very scary. I don't want to do it, but if I want to, you know, get some exposure, that's probably the route I'm going to have to take uh, to get some of these bats in.
1: Don't worry, everybody. I'll tell them it's crazy talk. Um, That's crazy talk, Will. What are you thinking? (laughs) Um, Anyway, yeah, I I just... I mean, the bats here. Atlanta, all these guys are in play. Don't stack Atlanta without Acuna and Freeman. That's crazy talk. Um, I mean, like, it is a 13-game slate. And Acuna and Freeman are combined 11,700. They're going to be under 10%. Maybe maybe a little over, but I doubt it. Um on the Boston side of things, I mean it's it's the studs. It's JD Martinez, It's Bogaerts, it's it's Devers. Um if Kiki Hernandez is batting lead off, he's okay. I mean, this is a game that like I like both sides of this game.
2: Yeah, for sure, man. And like you said, same thing, the studs are priced up. Now that you know, Boston's a little bit cheaper than the Braves. I mean, you know, uh, JD 5800, Xander 5400. You've got Devers at 5K, who I really like today. Uh, You talked about Kiki at 45. You know, my sneaky catchers has seen this season, Stevie. Has I always seem to get Christian Vasquez on the big game. So, you know, he might be a guy that while he might not be in that 3K, 2K range, if I can sneak him in on this slate. I absolutely might do it.
1: We got Kansas City going into Tampa. We got Brad Keller against Rich Hill. This game um, currently sitting at an eight and a half over under. And Tampa, 175 favorites here. Um, Any interest here in Brad Keller against Tampa? No. I mean, like... It's a 13-game slate. We're going to move through this. Um, no is no. Like There's just too many good pitchers on the slate. I mean, Brad Keller has some strikeout upside, and Tampa does strike out a lot. I mean, if you are playing 150 teams and you're wanting some exposure to cheap pitchers, maybe that's where you play Brad Keller. I don't play 150 teams. I'm not playing Brad Keller. Um, Rich Hill on the other side of this game, I think Rich Hill is like super interesting. You know, this is a game that, like, he looked terrible against Kansas City. I think that was the game that they yanked him early. Um, He's 8,500. Nobody's going to play Rich Hill. He's pitching in Tampa. Kansas City's not great. I mean, this is a spot that I might just throw a little flyer out there on Rich Hill over Lucas Giolito and um, Savelli against Detroit.
2: Oh, man. I get it. I just... And look, we haven't experienced Rich Hill blister yet, so you might be safe. <laughs> God, I hope blister days are tomorrow. Don't blame me, guys, if you play Rich Hill, he has a blister, but I, I get it, man. At 8,500, I definitely play him over, uh, over, uh, God, what's the guy from Cincinnati? Jeez, I just lost his name just that quick. Either way. Molly. Yeah, 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 Tyler Molly. I absolutely play him over Molly. I get it man. I'm I'm just I don't think he's going to make my pool because of those other guys, but that's the only reason why. It's just access to these other pitchers.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, I I know the risk of taking Rich Hill. Um it's never fun playing Rich Hill, but I also know like Rich Hill's a strikeout guy. And I know like last year his strikeout rate was kind of down. But we're back up to, like, 25% this season. It's still early. Like, it's still really early in the season. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. But if I see a 25% K rate, he's been great against lefties. He's been really good against righties as well. I mean, you look at the Kansas City lineup, and he's going to get some lefties in this lineup. And, like, that's where he just kind of benefits. So, um, yeah, I, I think Richel's interesting. And then, just like Kansas City bats, like, I mean, you could play Merrifield and Perez, but, like, maybe Santana. I just – I don't know. I don't love Kansas City here.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, and, you know, and it, that's weird. I'm not interested in Rich Hill, but I'm also not interested in Kansas City. It's, it's kind of the tale of two cities or tale of both cities or however you want to slice it. I'm just not – I don't think I like this game outside of the Tampa Bay Bats.
1: I mean, it's not that weird. It's thirteen games slate. You don't have to play any of these crazy teams. So, um, do you have any interest in Tampa? Yeah, I, I do like Tampa Bay, and
2: if I'm going to stack Tampa Bay, I'm going to full stack. I just haven't been a uh, a huge believer in in Brad Keller. I've stacked against Brad Keller multiple times this season, and uh, I, I think it's worked out both times. And, and it, ironically, it was the first game of the season against Texas. And the last time was Tampa Bay. So uh, I, I I don't mind stacking against Brad Keller. I know he's a ground ball guy, but I don't care about that. Guess what the guy does? He gives up runs, right? And if a guy's going to be giving up runs, I'm more than willing to stack against him. That's something I'll be doing this late. I think Tampa Bay will be pretty sneaky because, you know, I feel like by default, we're really afraid of Brad Keller. I'm not. Uh, not afraid to attack him at all. I don't think the Tampa Bay offense is better than, you know, in Atlanta or Boston, but I don't care about that. Uh, the prices are still fairly affordable overall. Like Randy's 55 Meadows 49, but you got Margo, you got, you know, Kiermaier 2,500. I think there's enough value. Joey Wendell, 42, who's just not barely going to strike out. Uh, so I think there's enough value on this team for us to, you know, pick and choose our spots. I like Tampa Bay on this slate.
1: I mean, Mike Zanito quietly has 11 home runs on the season. Quietly, like, Stevie. Very quietly. Like, And this is a 58% fly ball rate against five ball rate guy against right-handed pitching. So ground ball guy, it's definitely good for Zanito. It's definitely good for Meadows, too. He's another fly ball guy. Fly ball pitcher or hitter, ground ball pitcher, um, generates usually generates line drives. So um, kind of moving on here, we got Cleveland at Detroit. Savelli. Um, Against Scoble, this game currently sitting at a nine total and Cleveland is a 140 favorite. Talk to me here about um, Savelli.
2: Yeah, man. I mean, I think he's going to be a guy that, you know, we look to consider today. You know, when you kind of look at this team, God, it just feels like the same old Detroit back in our lives again. Really high strikeout rates that I'm looking at at this season. I mean, it's been – It's up there, Stevie. Um, 22% K rate for Grossman, 24% for Jonathan Scope, 25% for Candelario, Miggy at 22, which is one of their lower ones. Haas, if he plays, 29%. Goodrum, 37. Mazar, 21. Reyes, 28. Castro, 30. It's, I mean, Stevie, it's ugly. Uh, The thing about Savali this season, he's only at a 20% K rate. 4.34% 4.34% XFIP, not walking a ton of guys. He's at 6.8, that's fair. Mostly ground ball guy. Uh, you know, it's just a good spot for him. Like, I wish the K numbers were better this season. Uh, if you look at this season and last season, he's at 19%. Oh, my bad, sorry about that. It switched over on me when I uh, when I switched back. But between these two seasons, he's at 21%, so a tad higher I still like him here. I, th- I think in this spot, the K-Race is just too high for this team, man. Uh, he should have a good outing.
1: Yeah, you just, I mean, looking at it overall, the projected lineup has a 26% K-Rate, a 145 ISO, and a 295 Woba. I mean, you're not, you're not going to get many met- matchups better than that. So I think the matchup's fantastic. It's really just going to come down to like ownership. I don't want to play a guy that's going to be like 30% owned on a 13 game slate and he could easily pay it off. It's just more of, um, I mean, at that point you're, you're really going to struggle to catch the rest of the field. Um, you know, cause everybody's going to have right, right around the same type of builds. Um, so Scoble on the other side of this game. I mean, I don't really have any interest in Scoble here. Uh, you know, it's a lefty facing Cleveland. They have a good top end of the order. The bottom of the order is kind of bad. Scoble is a decent strikeout pitcher, but he struggles against righties, and they're likely going to throw a lot of righties at him, whether or not they're not good or not. Um, I just – I don't see myself playing Scoble here. Yep. No school ball for me, man. Um. Any interest in the Cleveland Bats? Yeah, I do. I I do
2: like Ahmed Rosario today. He should come in pretty cheap. Uh, You know, school ball is mostly going to be fastball. And when I say mostly, I mean pretty much 55% of the time. So, you know, he's a guy, if you look at Ahmed Rosario's numbers, while while he is going to be mostly ground ball, 85% contact rate, 41% hard hit rate you know, four ten. Woba, I, I like it. I, I think I think he's a guy that we can look for uh, to get on base here. Um, and and when he's got, you know, uh, Ramirez behind him, Rosario behind him, you know, I, I like that. So I, I think he's a guy that has really good run potential today to score to a really good opportunity to score some runs. So while I know he might not be the the name we know I did want to point him out because I think the opportunity is going to be there and then clearly you know uh, Ramirez is the best hitter on this team Uh, if you're going to stack Cleveland definitely don't do it without him and I don't don't think they'll be high on today
1: your phone vibrating was um Kyle Lewis two percent home run just so you know um okay (laughs) if anybody else out there is sweating Seattle I know you guys are listening to this on delay it's just funny um So anyway, I mean, I think Cleveland's definitely in play here. I think I use them in this spot more as like one-offs than anything else. But um, I I definitely think they're in play. I don't mind, you know, getting some exposure to the Cleveland bats. And then like Detroit, I mean, I played them. We played them a lot. Let's all be honest. We all played them on Monday and we didn't feel great about it. I, I think this is a spot you're probably staying away from out, outside of maybe like Grossman batting leadoff who's cheap.
2: Actually didn't play Detroit Monday, Stevie. Good
1: I stacked
2: I stacked the White Sox with Baltimore and that didn't work out either.
1: <laughs> I mean my but, Seattle stacks are looking good. Like I have a Seattle stack with um Gomber and Means so we'll see how that works out.
2: Yeah, I mean, I got none of the White Sox. Well, I got Tim Anderson, but I got none of the White Sox production. I got pretty much probably all of Baltimore's production, which isn't saying much in this low-scoring slate. So anyway, uh, back to our regularly scheduled programs.
1: That's the Dude. Padres and the Brewers. It's Joe yeah, Musgrove yeah. and <laughs> Colin Burns facing off against each other. This game is sitting at a seven total. Milwaukee's a 118 favorite. Um, any interest here in Musgrove
2: love Musgrove today, Stevie. I mean, it's gosh, there's so many good pitchers on this slate, which is why, you know, I talked about earlier, like we just certain guys, we just can't play. If you're going to give me Musgrove against Milwaukee, and I know Milwaukee scored some, uh some runs today. I, I Hey, I get it. I'm not taking this team against Joe Musgrove. So uh I, I like him at 9,500. You know, this definitely feels like a spot where he could have an upside game. I know it's been sporadic, you know, Kind of a big game here, and low game there, but he's on my list for sure.
1: Joe Musgrove has a 34% K rate since the start of last season. This is a big time strikeout guy. He put up 35 fantasy points against this team earlier this season. One of the reasons why you might not have to pay up for Jacob DeGrom is because of both pitchers in this game. Go slam the under. If you're listening to this podcast and you're in a state that it's legal to bet, this game is currently sitting at seven and a half, I think, or eight and a half. Let me see. where did I I just looked at it. It's currently sitting at seven. Go slam the under on this game. This is going to be like a two to one baseball game. Maybe Um, this is the game. This is the game that you're just playing both these pitchers, both of these pitchers. Musgrove's in a great spot. Burns, I mean, like, nine strikeouts in every start this season. He starts seven games, and he has at least nine strikeouts in every start. This is, like, getting to the point where he might beat up there with, like, Scherzer and DeGrom. Yeah, and, and imagine, <laughs>
2: imagine if he just keeps getting unleashed, Stevie. And I'll read these numbers out because maybe, just maybe, people don't know this season – And, Stevie, you you probably already know the answer, but let's just play the game for the listeners. Over under 38% K rate.
1: I already know the answer to that question, Will. Um, It's my job to know. Um, It's currently um, sitting at 44%, right? It is
2: (laughs) 44.7%, yes.
1: But the the more impressive thing – okay, the strikeout stuff is super impressive. Don't get me wrong. He has yeah. a 1% walk rate on the season. He, okay. has walked, he has walked two guys on the entire season. That is the impressive thing.
2: Stevie, and here's, here's what else I was going to bring up that was impressive, which is also in the ones. He's got a 1.61 XFIP. So everything's come together for him. It's not like he's striking out guys, but his XFIP is at like 4.2, and maybe, maybe Woba's been on his side. He's had to go. No, 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 no. This guy's been pitching out of his mind. This is insane. I mean, this is incredible. So, uh, Corbin Burns is also Stevie ninety one hundred. What in the world is that? He,
1: I, mean, I mean, he should, he should be the same price 2. as Degrom. I
2: mean, well, yeah.
1: No, no he I mean, should. At least, I'm not least even joking. 10K. Like, at least
2: ten k, right? At least.
1: He, yeah, he has the same type of strikeout numbers as as Scherzer and Degrom on the season, and he's two thousand dollars cheaper.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, as you can see, we're pretty excited about Corbin Burns and Joe Musgrove. Sorry, I didn't mean to hijack the podcast with all that excitement. But these numbers, are they're phenomenal, phenomenal.
1: Um, I have zero interest in bats in this game.
2: Nope, no bats on either side.
1: Yep, moving on. We got Kramer against Barrios. Baltimore going up against Minnesota. This game's currently sitting at a nine total. Minnesota's a 190 favorite. Um, any interest here in Dean Kramer? No. I mean we have some cheap pitchers on the slate. I don't think he's worth playing here. Um Berrios on the other side of this game, big favorite. Um, I mean, I think he's he is playable.
2: Yeah, he is, but I once again it's it's the Joe Musgrove line, it's the Corbin Burns line. I'm not taking him over those guys. I'm just I'm just not doing it. So it's nothing against Berrios. You know, I just I'd rather play those two guys.
1: My problem with Barrios is like his struggles since the start of last season has been lefties and they have enough lefties. They got Mullins, Galvis, Santander, Stewart. Yeah, they have enough left. Now I'm not saying the lefties are great. They're not. Um, I, I just worry about can he outscore the other guys at 9k range? I don't think so. So that's my biggest concern. And like there's some strikeouts in this lineup. Don't get me wrong, but I mean Baltimore is not like a massively high strikeout team this season. So, um, let's talk bats. Anything that you like here for Baltimore? Yeah, I mean,
2: I don't. And a lot of it's just price dependent. But I don't ever hate when Santander is going to be fairly cheap. Like, you know, he's three K. DJ Stewart's twenty eight hundred. Mullins thirty eight hundred. I I do think these cheap lefties are are in play. You got Galvis at 32. Like, this is another one of those secondary stacks. Like, if we want to – let's say we want to get up to the ground because we feel like it's the absolute safe play on the slate. And then, you know, then we maybe throw in a Corbin Burns. I do think that Baltimore could also be one of those secondary sneaky stacks just running these cheap lefties. I mean, it's what I did today. I have no problem doing it again on this slate.
1: And I think they're going to be even lower owned on this slate because it's 13 games and we have offenses to to look at. So, yeah, I mean, the Minnesota team, I think this stack is all dependent on Polanco and Cruz. Like, if they're back in the lineup, Kepler too. Like, if these guys are back in the lineup, all right, I'm, I'm way more interested in this team. But overall, if those guys are out, I mean, Kramer's not great. Kramer struggles against both lefties and righties high power numbers to both sides of the plate. you you could look at Donaldson, um, Curloff, Sano, but like, if you add in Cruz and and Kepler and Polanco to those other three guys right, now we're talking.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, and ironically, man, Jorge Polanco, this could be one of the best matchups he's had all season. 95% contact rate, contact rate on this fastball, 4% whiff rate, uh, 221 ISO, 47% hard hit percentage. Uh, this could be a fantastic spot for him. Then you go up to the boomstick, as Dean likes to call him, Nelly Cruz, 457 ISO, 50% hard hit rate, 84% contact rate. I mean, these, these, are, these are fantastic numbers, but Stevie... Miguel, M- Miguel Sano as, as, and I and listen, I know he's kind of typically a high strikeout guy. I get it, but he's got a three eighty two ice on this pitch, 63% hard hit rate and an average distance hit of three, 352 feet. I think Miguel Sano is in line for a home run on this slate. He's going to definitely probably be a home run sneaky call for me. Uh, the prices is, is fair. Nothing crazy. 4,300. Uh, I
1: like him to send one across the wall today. St. Louis at Chicago, taking on the White Sox. We got Flaherty against Giolito. This game, um, I don't see a total for this game. So no total for this one yet. Uh, Talk to me about Flaherty.
2: I mean, I like Flaherty. Um, you know, for some reason, it seems like um, he's kind of rounded back into form. I know he started out the season, you know, a little shaky, right? Just a little bit. Um, But, you know, if you look at his overall numbers on the season now, the X trip is at 4.41, but the K rates at 25.8 percent is walking guys at an 8 percent clip. But I do think that's going to improve. What I do like about this spot is, you know, the White Sox can hit, but they can also strike out. You know, you've got uh, all uh, in, in terms of all hitters, they're at a 23.3% K rate. Uh, he's got a much higher K rate to righties right now than to lefties. And trust me, I'm, I'm a lot more afraid of the righties on this team than the lefties, so he's a guy I'm definitely going to have some interest in.
1: I mean, overall, I think he's probably, like, the biggest boom-bust play on the slate. I, I mean, like, the White Sox, they could definitely hit him here but also they could strike out with the best of them. So, Flaherty is definitely in play for tournaments. And then Lucas Giolito on the other side of this plate. This dude has a 31% strikeout rate against right-handed hitters since the start of last season. This is a very right-handed heavy lineup. I mean, Lucas Giolito, definitely one of the best point-per-dollar pitchers on the slate. Yeah,
2: for sure. 29% K rate on the season, 4.09 XFIP. You know, and I expect every pitcher to give up a run or two outside of, you know, Maybe Degrom, maybe even Corbin Burns at this point, uh, but you know, still that—that's what I'm always looking for. They'll, they'll give up one or two runs, but you know, this is a good spot for him. Like you said, mostly righties. Um, I, I like the spot. Ironically, this season he's got a lower ISO to to lefties and righties, but I, I'm sure that that'll correct itself as time goes along. But he, he he's going to be a good play on this slate, and then the big thing is the price. You know, he's not very expensive at all for his upside he's 8700 and while we haven't seen the upside every game last game against minnesota 39 fantasy points you know got a 28 fantasy point game in there against cleveland he's got some upside uh we just gotta hope we see it on this slate if you want to play him.
1: um bats in this one Woo. i don't know what i could do with bats in this game will yeah i'm absolutely not playing any just I mean,
2: I can be choosy on this slate. I'm being choosy. Uh, I want my caramel Sunday with nuts today. I don't want just a vanilla shake.
1: Yeah, I just don't even see anybody. I mean, Lito does give up home runs. So if you want to play like a Paul Goldschmidt or a Nolan Arenado and just chase like home runs, But how many stacks are you going to build where you don't have a first baseman or third baseman? I think that's going to be what you're going to run into the problem of like playing one-offs of Arenado and like Goldie. And then on the White Sox, I mean, Abreu is always someone that you could play against any pitcher really. And Flaherty does give up a lot of hard contact to righties. So I mean, Abreu is always in play really. Uh, moving on, we got the Dodgers and the Astros. Battle of the 2010s in this game. We got Clayton Kershaw against Zach Granke. Um, this game is currently sitting at an eight total. And it opened as like Houston being like somewhat close, but it's already up to like minus 120 for the Dodgers. Clayton Kershaw, very good pitcher. Hall of Fame. Hall of Famer. It's a lefty against Houston. I don't see a ton of upside in this matchup for Kershaw. I think he's somebody that probably puts up like 15, 20 points here. And I don't think that's enough today.
2: Yeah. I mean, the thing about Houston, man, is what we know is they're not going to strike out a ton. And so I'm with you, you know, man, if we could just turn back the clock, Stevie and get a good old 8k Clayton Kershaw and, 2010. My goodness, uh, sign me up. He was probably 13K in 2010. At any rate, I'm with you. Um, I, I'm I'm not afraid of Kershaw on this slate, not against this team. So he, he's not going to make my list.
1: Um, and then Granky, it's a right against the Dodgers. I, I know they're dealing yep. with some injuries, and Mookie Betts might not even be in the lineup. Um, in this one. I mean, if the lineup is really, really weak, sure, you could take a shot. But, I again, I just – I think his overall ceiling is, like, 25 points. I know he just put up 30 against Oakland. I can read. Um, I just don't think this is the same type of matchup.
2: Yeah, not at all. Um, I mean, even – and look, with what uh, the Dodgers are doing, even with some of what we would consider the lower end hitters, Albert Pujols is going to be a tough out if he's in the lineup. Like, they've just got guys that know how to hit, so – I'm with you. Uh, no Zach Grinky for me.
1: Um, I and mean, ironically,
2: yeah. that also doesn't mean I want to play a whole bunch of guys from this game on the hitting side. It's just, I was going to
1: say like Max Muncy, Mac Muncy, Mac Muncie for sure. Maybe some Turner, but I mean, if Betts is out, like maybe like BD, BD's 2300 and could bat like fourth or fifth in this game. Um, he's another guy you potentially yeah. look at. Gavin here.
2: Luck same thing, you'll probably be in there. I and mean, they just any... they're, they are down bats right now.
1: I mean, they're doing like Seager's out, Betts is banged up, Bellinger's out, Pollock's out, like uh, I mean, they're they're obviously hurting. Um Talk to me about the Houston bats. Anything here for Houston going up against Kershaw?
2: Um I will say this is Alex Bregman going to break out at some point here? Like, are we we going to get a good stretch, a a really good stretch of Alex Bregman just hitting home runs? Uh, He's got five on the season. They're at home. He's got 24 RBIs. He's hitting 314, which isn't terrible. But, man, like, when is the big Bregman game coming? Could it be today against Kershaw? Uh, 5200. I think he's sneaky here. I'm not saying, uh, you know, that we need to be stacking up Houston to the ceiling, but I do think Bregman is a sneaky third-base play uh, on this slate.
1: Um, all right, moving on. We got Texas Adelaide taking on the Angels. Um, Yang against Heaney in this one. This game is currently sitting at an eight-and-a-half total. Angels are 155 favorite. Um, Yang. Any interest in Yang here?
2: Uh, I think that's going to be a negative. I mean, he hasn't pitched bad, right? Like, if you look, you know, overall in the season hasn't been terrible. But, I, I mean, he's 4,900. But can he get to 15 points? He could, but I, I don't think it's worth it to play him here.
1: I mean, yeah, I, I think that's the problem, right? I, I think the, the slate dictates not playing him and, like, the pitch count. Like, I don't expect him to pitch over 80 pitches. So, I don't expect him to pitch deep into the game at all. I say
2: 70 in in this spot.
1: And then, like, Heaney... Gosh. Here we go again. I mean, this guy is like... the the, the, man. The range of emotions when playing Andrew Heaney is so fun. Um, (laughs) I mean... This is a spot he could put up 30 and he's 6,200. If you're playing tournaments, you have to have exposure to him in this spot. You have to.
2: Yeah, I mean, at 6,200, he does have case stuff. He just does. Um, and against this team that's going to be striking out uh, at a pretty good clip, I, I'm with you. Like, I, I think you get GPP tournament exposure for sure.
1: I mean, I don't really have any interest in the Texas bats. The Texas bats that I usually play are all left-handed bats. Heaney, even when he struggles, he's good against lefties. I just – I'm passing on the spot.
2: How about a Dolas Garcia for a one-off today, Stevie? Oh, yeah, that's fun. At at 3,400.
1: I always forget about him. (laughs) I do. I do. Like, I'll admit it. I, I Like, I should play more of him. Um he quietly has like thirteen or fourteen home runs on the season. Like he's fourteen, he's been yes, it. yeah, he's been yes. it.
2: Fourteen home runs. So I do think if he's probably the one off play from Texas for sure.
1: Um, one of my favorite one off plays on the entire slate is Anthony Rendon. I mean, throughout his career, he's been great against lefties. He's been struggling, like really bad. Give me Anthony Rendon at forty four hundred. I don't care how much he's been struggling. I like this spot for him.
2: Yeah, good price, too. Good price. I like it.
1: I mean, outside of that, I mean, maybe like Kurt Suzuki or any of these catchers. um, Oh, you know I like Kurt Suzuki. That's always my favorite cheap catcher. Juan Ligueras is with the Angels right now. Um, He could be somebody that bats up towards the top of the order, maybe. Um, Has some wheels, so you always get some stolen base upside with him. So I don't hate that idea. Uh, San Francisco at Arizona. We got Gaussman going up against Martin. No total in this game yet. Um, I think it was because we didn't really know who was going to pitch Arizona. Um, Gaussman is $2,000 underpriced. Yeah, man. Like this. And I feel like
2: DraftKings is trying. So here's what I think is going on today for me, at least, Stevie, with this algorithm. I think DraftKings is trying to force us into a build right like if you're playing Corbin Burns for instance and like a Kevin Gaussman, you can get the big bats right but then if you go up and you play DeGrom and a Kevin Gaussman, you can get maybe a few big bats some little bats you know I'm talking about price not talent level which I know the talent level kind of goes alongside the price. But my point is, I feel like that's kind of how the algorithm has us. Like, you probably could get away with it if your bats show up with a burns Gaussman combo. All that to say, I really like Kevin Gaussman in this spot against Arizona at 7,200. Like, that's – Stevie, last four games, five games, 36.2, 23.3, 27.1. That was against San Diego – 37 against Pittsburgh, 31 against Cincinnati. Where was this Kevin Galsman in Atlanta? Jeez. Uh, any, at any rate, I love Galsman here, man. 7,200 way too cheap.
1: I usually say it the other way around. It's like, Oh, he was a little bit better when he was with Boston, but yeah, I, I'm just joking. Um, it's It was more of a, we're playing each other today. And I just had to get a joke out there on Atlanta, Boston. Um, Corbin Martin on the other side of this game. I mean, he wasn't terrible in his first start uh, six strikeouts, gave up a couple run runs, a um, couple home runs, sorry. He faced the Dodgers, and that's kind of what you're to expect. But this guy's had big strikeout stuff. Um, he's a big prospect, good command, good changeup, good curveball, um, good breaking ball stuff. Doesn't throw that hard. Um, I think that's the biggest concern but I mean, I think the giants are always a sneaky team. I just, I don't really expect myself to play Martin.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely not playing Martin. If anything, man, we're playing these giants, Um, you know, and typically on a slate like this, we're going to get the giants at very low ownership. The problem is our favorite bat, which is probably going to be Yaz. I mean, man, he is up there, but, at any rate, I'm still with you. Like the Giants are for sure going to be sneaky on this slate. I do like them.
1: You just got to play them with Gaussman, and you get the savings um, because <laughs> Gaussman's two thousand dollars under price. So, yeah. I mean, as and far they, and as they
2: took that two thousand and put it in the Yaz, which Yaz should be at least forty nine hundred, but still, man.
1: As Ooh. far as the Giants go, yeah, you mentioned Yaz belts forty three hundred. The rest of the stack is just so cheap that it's really easy to make the Giants stack work, but. Yeah, I think the Giants are a team that you can create some leverage with against the field. Um, I,
2: I will say this, Stevie. Secretly, today's been our secret home run podcast. Brandon Crawford has eleven on the season.
1: Secretly. I mean, the Giants. I've been saying it all year. The Giants are good. Like somebody, yeah. somebody like needs to like start like taking my takes and like post- <laughs> posting them. Because, like, I told everybody the Giants and the Reds were going to be good this season, and, I mean, here we are, and the Giants are good, and the Reds are all right. I mean, they've dealt with some injuries, and, you know, other teams have, but the Giants are right there with the Padres and the Dodgers in the NL West, like, right on top of them. That that division's the toughest division in baseball, and it's really not that close. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Any Arizona bats? No, 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 not today. I mean, you can play Kettle Marte if you want to. I don't hate that idea, but overall, I'm with you. Uh, we finish it out with Seattle at Oakland. We got Gilbert and Cole Irvin facing off against each other in this one. Ooh, a doozy. Eight and a half total. Oakland a big favorite here at minus 160 um Logan Gilbert very talented young pitcher I mean I just don't know if he's ready yet like the command hasn't looked great he faced Detroit he struggled I think this is a spot you're probably passing on him
2: absolutely I don't think and I'm just gonna clear this up right now. I'm not playing either one of these pitchers Cole Irvin or uh Mr. Gilbert and I know Irvin, I, I'm not playing Cole Irvin at 6700 I I'd play
1: Gaussman i I'm just not
2: doing it I'm not doing it
1: oh man I <laughs> I I okay for what it's worth you look at the matchups he's had Colvin he's coming off of Houston he had to face Minnesota and the Tampa game just wasn't a great game overall. He has shown that like he has ceiling. 6,700 pitching
2: pitch the KBO last year. I can't remember. I feel like you did. I could be wrong. God, I feel like he was in KBO. God, that feels like such a long time ago. Like last year, this time, Stevie, I think I was actually playing KBO, which is why Cole Irvin just seems to be creeping into my memory. I don't think I'm wrong about this. At any rate, I get it, man. I just, I can't pay 6,700 for Cole Irvin when Gausman's tantalizing me at 72 and Haney 62 I just I can't do it
1: I mean that's the problem right um the problem <laughs> is just who's in this range yeah all right let's talk bats in this one anything standing out to you here for Seattle
2: well not particularly I well I will say this Cal Seeger has also been having a, a really good season you know bat 226 yeah Nine home runs, twenty nine RBI. We know that's kind of who he's going to be. So I, I don't hate Seeger here. Uh, you, you can always get away with Haniger. He's forty nine hundred. Uh, you know, Kalinick, The uh, he's batting one thirty five. Only has one home run. I think they're waiting on him to heat up. I just I don't think I need this team. But if I had to one off it, it, for sure be Kyle Seeger.
1: I think the Haniger is the the one off, but. I could definitely see playing Seager. Um, Nottingham is another guy that in a small sample, of 30 at bats has just shown that he's, he's like Joey Gallo. He's going to hit the ball really hard or strike out. Um, so I think Jacob Nottingham is someone that you could potentially play. Ty France is back. Um, he was in the lineup. I have him at 0.2% ownership. I read a report earlier on Monday morning that Ty France is going to be activated and I played him without knowing the Seattle lineup and there was zero pivots. Um, and he's 0.2% owned. So if Ty France, hits a home run, I'm going to be very happy. Um, I mean, that's just when you're playing a team like Seattle, that's just the risk that you take. Um, clinic just hit a home run, by the way, like I'm telling you, my Seattle stacks are coming. All the all Theater you home chonk run, donkeys Stevie. that played played Frank, Frankie Montas, um, I'm catching all of you chonk donkeys. Here I come. <laughs> um, I mean, <laughs> hey,
2: by the way, I, I just sold some cards. Man, I, I love. I, sorry guys, I don't want to throw cards in this, but somebody just bought some Austin Rally cards. I bought these in the off because I knew nobody was going to be on Austin Riley, and man, what do you know? His tops Chrome rookies have just been picked up got a few few more pennies in the bank account. Fantastic.
1: Anybody that wants some Vlad Guerrero autograph rookie cards hit me up. Um
2: we will talk about this, Stevie. I
1: I I don't I don't feel like I am so lazy when it comes to selling baseball cards. I have a stack. Anybody wants a stack of baseball cards just hit me up. Let,
2: let's talk about that. Um, we'll talk offline.
1: All right, we'll talk. Um Oakland bats. I think Oakland is a really sneaky stack. You know, Gilbert I, I, again, I just worry about like command and like command for young pitchers is something that like you could really take advantage of with stacks.
2: Yeah, for sure. I'm with you, man. I, I, I like the call here. Oakland definitely sneaky. I'm on board. I like it. I, I like it a lot. Let's roll with that. Oh, excuse me. Let's stack Oakland another late night hammer in reverse. So we got Seattle yesterday. We get Oakland today. Feels like the right play. Definitely the writing could be on the wall. If Gilbert's struggling the way we think, Stevie, I like it. Let's get in on some Oakland stacks.
1: All right. Let's play the morning grind game.
2: Oh, by the way, I got my DJ Stewart home run. That, that helped a lot on this slate.
1: <laughs> it did. Um both cheap bats that I played today. DJ Stewart and Andrew Vaughn both went yard. Um, that worked out. So, all right. Uh, morning grind game. Give me a guy under 8,000 to get six or more strikeouts on the slate. There's Oh, 20. man,
2: easy. I mean, we got a lot, but you know where I'm going. None other than put on your gal. Stop the bleeding, man. Kevin Gaussman, let me get it.
1: All right. Um, I'm going to go with Andrew Heaney. Over 8k to score under 15 fantasy points. Who's your bust today?
2: Uh, honestly, give me uh give me Corey Kluber.
1: That's who I was taking. It feels so weird when he's <laughs> yeah. coming off of a 50 fantasy point game and you're wanting to go under 15. Um, I'll go Tyler Molly, I guess. Um over 4K to hit a home run. Who's going yard today?
2: Uh, this is another tough one. But I'm going to go with a guy. We didn't really talk about him, but I like this spot. Give me Yaz yes at 5,700. I like the Giants. I like the Giants.
1: All right. Um, right. I'm going to go... Man, I feel – this feels so bad. I'm going to go Acuna. Um, it's hard not to like him in this spot. Um Give me a guy under 4K to get two hits. Easy one. Guy I talked
2: about earlier today. I also think he's going to score some runs as long as he's in the lineup. Mr. Ahmed Rosario against Kyle Freeland.
1: Um, I like that one. I'm going to go a little off the board here and say Jed Lowry. Um, not a name oh, yeah, that we've yeah, really yeah. talked about this do, season at all. Do you remember Jed
2: Lowry's breakout season three years ago now? I guess it would have been three years ago because last year he was hurt.
1: I mean, it didn't stink.
2: <laughs> Man, what a season for Jed. Yeah.
1: Um, Stack to score six or more runs. Will, who do you got?
2: Yeah, man, we, we've been talking about it. I brought them up, discussed it. What, what I feel like was, you know, enough. I'm going with the Mets against Kyle Freeland coming right back into the league. I think this Mets team scores some runs with this trash lineup. I'm going with the Mets.
1: All right. Um, that's not what I was expecting. Um, <laughs> give me... Uh, Give me, and I don't know
2: why I'm doing this to myself because I already know Jacob Degrom is pitching, so I know they aren't going to score any runs.
1: But that's right. Um, <laughs> give me Oakland. Um, is there any over under any bets standing out to you here?
2: Man, look, let's take because the I'm going to stick with where I'm at. The over under in the Mets game is at seven right now, right? Yep. You know, I don't even know if I can take that.
1: I was gonna say my favorite bet is the under in that game. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's not even that game. I I like the under in the San Diego Milwaukee game. Seven total, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, game I like just that. stands out.
2: I like that. Um, give me what? What did what did the Dodgers in Houston come in? Did they come in at eight? Eight. Give me the over. Yeah, it's it's already eight, eight and a half
1: on DraftKings, but it's uh, eight on FanDuel okay. and it's yeah. eight on BetMGM. So if you want eight, you're going to listen yeah. to the podcast quick. Get it up there. So yeah, uh, that's going to wrap it up for Tuesday. We'll be back Wednesday talking some more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.